In this short break, I want to introduce a concept that I was introduced to in my soil fertility classes. The short stave refers to a model that's used to demonstrate what's called the law of the minimum. Using a rain barrel or a wine barrel that's made of wooden staves, where the staves are a different length. Now, the law of the minimum says that biological systems are going to be limited by some factor. Now in soil fertility, we were talking about elements like phosphorus, nitrogen, potassium, but it could also be light or heat or organic matter in the soil or water or even air. In this example, we've labeled phosphorus as the shortest stave. So the amount of water or wine that the barrel could hold is determined by the length of that short phosphorus stave. Now we can increase the length of these other staves all we want. We're not gonna hold any more in that barrel. So in this agronomic example, phosphorus has been identified as the limiting element. And adding additional nitrogen in this case will not increase yield. In fact, we may even suffer a, an imbalance or a toxicity if we apply nutrients that are not in fact limiting. And we will certainly not get best return on the financial investment. So with this example, we've identified that phosphorus was the limiting element. We've added some phosphorus, we've increased yield, but now nitrogen becomes the limiting element. And we can continue this process until we reach some um, element that cannot be economically adjusted. Maybe it's heat and we're talking about field crop production where we really can't increase heat units, or maybe it's water and we can't irrigate, or maybe it's organic matter, which we can, but it's a longer term process. This barrel analogy has been referred to as Liebig's barrel. Let me apply Liebig's barrel and the law of the minimum to public health. Reading many papers and many books, including this most recent book by Professor Benjamin Bickman, Why We Get Sick, The Hidden Epidemic at the Root of Most Chronic Diseases and How to Fight It. Let's go back to the illustration of the barrel. And now let's begin with the theory that hyperinsulinemia is the short stave of public health. So we'll put insulin resistance here. We'll add elevated insulin and excess carbohydrate in the diet. Now we can add some other factors. We have reason to believe that there are protein deficiencies being suffered by various groups in various populations around the world. Other nutrient deficiencies are undoubtedly an influence. The practice of semi-starvation diets is undoubtedly not a, a contributor to health. Essential fatty acid deficiencies and imbalances may likely be a part of this. Other lifestyle factors are undoubtedly a part of overall health. 
But if we don't address the insulin resistance first, we really can't know with confidence what adjusting the other factors will do to improve public health. In a 2015 paper, Crofts uh, published this list of systems and diseases that are affected by hyperinsulinemia. And hyperinsulinemia is in large part uh, reflected by insulin resistance. And Professor Bickman has said that any non-infectious chronic disease is in some way affected by insulin resistance. So from my perspective, until we've addressed the insulin resistance and the hyperinsulinemia that frequently accompanies it, we really can't with confidence know the effect of these other factors. And if we spend resources addressing those other factors before we've addressed the insulin resistance and the hyperinsulinemia, we may, just like in cropping systems, not see economic return. And we may, in fact, not see improvements in health. Thanks for listening.